Section 18 From Satirical and Humorous Poems, Part 3 Fables for the Hody Alliance by Thomas Moore Read for LibriVox.org by Noel Badrian The Dissolution of the Holy Alliance A Dream I've had a dream that bodes no good unto the Holy Brotherhood. I may be wrong, but I confess, as far as it is right or lawful for one no conjurer to guess, it seems to me extremely awful. Methought upon the Neva's flood a beautiful ice palace stood, a dome of frostwork on the plan of that once built by Empress Anne which shone by moonlight as the tale is like an aurora borealis in this said palace furnished all and lighted as the best on land are i dreamt there was a splendid ball given by the emperor alexander to entertain with all due zeal those holy gentlemen who've shown a regard so kind for europe's weal at Tropau, Leibach, and Verona. The thought was happy, and designed to hint how thus the human mind may, like the stream imprisoned there, be checked and chilled till it can bear the heaviest kings that ode or sonnet ere yet be praised to dance upon it. And all were pleased and cold and stately, shivering in grand illumination, admired the superstructure greatly, nor gave one thought to the foundation. Much too the Tsar himself exulted, to all plebeian fears a stranger, for Madame Crudener, when consulted, had pledged her word there was no danger. So on he capered, fearless quite, thinking himself extremely clever, and waltzed away with all his might, as if the frost would last for ever. Just fancy how a bard like me, who reverence monarchs, must have trembled to see that goodly company at such a ticklish sport assembled. Nor were the fears that thus astounded my loyal soul at all unfounded, for lo, ere long, those walls so massy were seized with an ill-omened dripping, and o'er the floors now growing glassy their holinesses took to slipping. The Tsar, half through a polonaise, could scarce get on for downright stumbling, and Prussia, though to slippery ways well used, was cursedly near tumbling. Yet still twas who could stamp the floor most, Russia and Austria's mong the foremost, and now to an Italian air this precious brace would hand in hand go. Now, while old Louis from his chair entreated them his toes to spare, called loudly out for a fandango. And a fandango faith they had, at which they all set to like mad. Never were kings, though small the expenses of wit among their excellencies, so out of all their princely senses. 
but ah that dance that spanish dance scarce was the luckless strain begun when glaring red as twere a glance shot from an angry southern sun a light through all the chambers flamed astonishing old father frost who bursting into tears exclaimed a thaw by jove we're lost we're lost run france a second waterloo is come to drown you sauve qui peut end of poem the fly and the bullock the wise men of egypt were secret as dummies and even when they most condescended to teach they packed up their meaning as they did their mummies in so many wrappers twas out of one's reach they were also good people much given to kings fond of craft and of crocodiles monkeys and mystery but blue-bottle flies were their best beloved things as will partly appear in this very short history a scythian philosopher nephew they say to that other great traveller young anacarsis stepped into a temple at memphis one day to have a short peep at their mystical farces he saw a brisk blue bottle fly on an altar made much of and worshipped as something divine while a large handsome bullock led there in a halter before it lay stabbed at the foot of the shrine surprised at such doings he whispered his teacher if tisn't impertinent may i ask why should a bullock that useful and powerful creature be thus offered up to a blue bottle fly no wonder said t'other you stare at the sight but we as a symbol of monarchy view it that fly on the shrine is legitimate right and that bullock the people that sacrificed to it end of poem this recording is in the public domain